Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories, the show where America is the star and the American people. And to hear or find our Our American Stories podcast, go to the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Many Americans have heard of the famous Navajo code talkers who use their traditional language to transmit secret allied messages in the Pacific theater of combat during World War II. Our next story is told to us by one of those Marines. Peter McDonald is the president at Navajo Code Talkers Association. 
We'd like to give a special thank you to Peter's daughter, Charity, who travels with her father as he speaks to Americans all over this great country. Thank you for serving us and securing this audio for us. Here's Peter McDonald at one of those talks. In the early part of World War II, shortly after the bombing of Pearl Harbor, the United States was getting ready to fight back in the Pacific. Not too long after December 7, 1941, Marines, Navy, Air Force, and Army ran into one big problem. The problem was communication. They tell us that in any war, whichever side that has the best communication normally has the advantage in the war. Well, in this case, the enemy had the advantage. Why? Because they were breaking every military code that was being used in the Pacific, making it very difficult to strategize without the enemy knowing where we're going to be, what route we're going to be taking, what hour, where, and when we are going to be at a specific location. And they would be there with their submarine, blow up our shipment of supplies, equipment, as well as personnel. This became a real problem for Marines and Navy, Air Force, and Army. A gentleman by the name of Philip Johnston was working near San Diego back in early 1942. This situation of enemy breaking code became public knowledge around January of 1942. Philip Johnston learned of this situation so he went over to the United States Marine Corps base to talk with the Marine Corps communication officers. He told them, why not use Navajo language as a code? The enemy doesn't know Navajo language, therefore it could be safe. Well, after much explanation, Marines really couldn't understand what he was really talking about. So Philip Johnston went back to the Navajo Nation, brought four Navajos to San Diego Marine Corps base to demonstrate what he was talking about. They put two Navajos with radio headset on one end of the building, the other two on the other end. They gave these two a message to send to the other two. They compared the two messages, the one that was sent, the one that was received. They're similar, but not exactly alike. But the Marines were very desperate to get a code that the enemy would not understand. So, they asked the Commandant of the United States Marine Corps in Washington, D.C., permission to try this 
suggestion made by Philip Johnston. Philip Johnston was not a Navajo. His parents came to the Navajo Nation late 1800 as missionaries to Navajos. So Philip Johnston grew up on a Navajo, played with Navajo kids, and learned the language. He spoke Navajo very well. He also knew the culture of Navajo. Well, the Commandant asked if they could try this. His initial response was, no, don't do that. We don't know these Indians, he said. All we know is what we see in the movies. When they see a wagon train, they yell and holler right around that wagon train shooting arrows. This is not that kind of a war, so leave it alone. That was the commandant's initial response. Number two, the commandant said, Marine Corps is a very proud organization. We don't want anyone wearing United States Marine Corps uniform that might embarrass this proud organization. Just do the best you can, I'm sorry. Well, with that rejection, the enemy continued to break codes. The enemy continued to move in our direction real fast, taking islands, strategic islands, as a matter of fact, that we need in order to get close to their homeland. More pressure on the commandant. We need a code. We might as well just call the enemy and say, hey, we can go such and such a place, such and such a time. We can be such and such location. That's how it was. And you are listening to Peter McDonald tell one heck of a story about the Navajo code talkers and how their code, their language, came to be adopted by the U.S. Marine Corps and helped us win a war. And you were hearing clearly some pretty, well, let's just say clearly ugly anti-Indian bias. But in the end, well, we're going to hear what happens next in this remarkable story of one of the last Navajo Code Talkers talking to you here on Our American Stories. Lee Habib here, the host of Our American Stories. Every day on this show, we're bringing inspiring stories from across this great country, stories from our big cities and small towns. But we truly can't do this show without you. Our stories are free to listen to, but they're not free to make. If you love what you hear, Go to OurAmericanStories.com and click the Donate button. Give a little, give a lot. Go to OurAmericanStories.com and give. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> And we continue with Our American Stories and Peter McDonald, who is the president at Navajo Code Talkers Association. Let's pick up with his story and pick up with the continued difficulties Americans were having 
moving along in the Pacific theater because our codes kept being broken. The Commandant, in April of 1942, said, okay, but you gotta do it my way. Number one, ask the Navajo Nation to use the language only. Number two, just recruit 30 young Navajos. Don't tell them what you're gonna do with them. Just ask them if they want to fight and shoot the enemy, not with arrows, but with <laughs> rifles. The Commandant also said, we want to make sure that these 30 young Navajos can become United States Marines first. So don't tell them. Just ask them if they want to join Marines and fight the enemy. If they say yes, recruit them like you do all other Marines you recruit. So, Marine Corps came out to the Navajo Nation in May of 1942 to recruit 30 young Navajos. Using detectives, the commandant suggested, you want to fight, you want to shoot the enemy, you want to wear a nice blue Marine Corps uniform like this, join the Marines, fight the enemy. So they did, they volunteered, all 30 of them. They gave them preliminary physical exam, one drop out. So just 29 were bussed down to San Diego. Now we talk in May of 1942, 29 young Navajos bussed down to San Diego. They were formed into one platoon. There were several platoons going through boot camp all at the same time. Graduation from boot camp, they grade each platoons. Navajo platoon came in number one of all other platoons going through boot camp at that time. <clears throat> of course, that message went to back to the commandant. Commandant was very happy. He said, wonderful. Process them to combat training now, see what they do. Well, what the United States Marine Corps and Commandant don't know is back in those days, in the 30s and 40s, it was not unusual for any one of us to put in five to 10 miles every day managing the livestock. Before sunup, you eat, you get out and move these livestock out. Three or four of us young people and they tell us to take these animals out to a nice green pasture. If you do find a green pasture, stay out there overnight if necessary, maybe two nights. So you carry a blanket. If you find a good pasture, you stay out there with the animals. Whether it's raining, dust storm, sun beating down on you or snowing, you stay out there. And also, one of us would be carrying 22 rifle. You get hungry out there. So you shoot a rabbit, 
you barbecue the rabbit that you meal for the day. That's how it was. Sometimes 10 to 15 miles every day managing these livestock. So, to these 29 young Navajos that just went through boot camp, it was like a vacation. <laughs> oh my God. A bed to sleep on with mattress, clean sheets, pillows. We didn't know there was such a thing as pillows until we got to San Diego. Also, you don't have to carry a 22 rifle to get something to eat. <laughs> Just get in a chow line. Three meals a day. What a life. <laughs> Combat training, the same thing. No problem. So these 29 young Navajos that went in first graduated from Marine Corps Communication School with high grades, and then they were separated from all other Marines. They were then taken to the east side of San Diego, a top secret location. A building about half the size of an average hotel with high fence all around that building and a gate. At the gate, there were two guards over the gate, there's a big sign that said, keep out, top secret operation. Through that gate, United States Marine Corps Colonel, a full bird colonel, marches 29 young Navajos through that gate into a classroom. And in that classroom were tables with four chairs around each table. In front of each chair, writing tablets, a pencil, Blackboard, chalk and eraser on the wall. Colonel then addressed these 29 young Navajo Marines now. He said, gentlemen, you are Marines now. You're ready to go fight and shoot the enemy. But before you do that, we'd like for you to do something else. We'd like for you to develop a military code using your language. The Colonel said, Immediately, whatever you do in this classroom, it's top secret. Also, the colonel went on and said, you're not going to carry anything out of this classroom. You're not going to carry anything to battle. Because if you do, enemy shoots you, they search you, and they'll find that copy of the code if you, if you take care of it around with you. Nothing like that. Everything will be subject to memory only. Another thing the colonel said, whatever code you're going to be developing in this top secret classroom, only you would know. Not another Navajo. That's the kind of code we want. The colonel then said, here's a box full of sample messages sent in combat. Look at it, read it, and see how you can send messages like this using the code you're going to be developing. Colonel sat down, lit his pipe, 
and said, go to work, gentlemen. So they did. They looked at the messages. They read it. They're all written in an English language using the English alphabet. A, B, C, D, E, F. This presents the first big problem for these 29 young Navajos. We're talking now June of 1942. Why was it a problem? Because Navajo is not a written language. Navajo is not a written language. And my goodness, his story about boot camp being a breeze because these guys' lives were tougher out in the field. And they didn't actually have to hunt for their meals. When we come back, more of this remarkable piece of American history and how Americans live and learn, in the end, how they learn to fight and love each other. The story of the Navajo Code Talkers here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. 
And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. A couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. And we continue with Our American Stories and Peter McDonald's riveting story about how the Navajo Code Talkers, well, how they came to be. And he's the president at Navajo Code Talkers Association. Let's continue where Peter last left off. We don't have Navajo words for letters like A, B, C, D, E, F. So how in the world are you going to send a message? You don't even have words for it. Eventually, one of them went to the blackboard and wrote on a big letter A and said, let's call the letter A Belasana. Belasana in Navajo means apple. How about letter B? After discussing it a while, they called letter B shush. Shush in Navajo means bear. Letter C. Masse, masse in Navajo means cat. Letter D, B. B in Navajo means deer, D-E-E-R. All the way down to letter Z. The code word for letter Z was Peshtotlish. Peshtotlish in Navajo means zinc. Zinc starts with Z, right? The colonel. Also said, there's another Marine Corps officer in that same classroom. He said, this officer is a Marine Corps military code expert. Whatever code you develop, you run it by him. So they did. The officer said, that's great. That's wonderful. But remember, we have an enemy that is very smart and very intelligent. They can break any code 
that's in use. And they use different methods to do that. One of the methods is repetition. Like the word Guadalcanal has four A's in it. So you don't want to say Belasana, 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 Belasana four times spelling Guadalcanal. So back to the drawing board. What do we do? Well, the 29 young Navajos decided, okay, if that's the case, then why don't we create two additional words for each letters of the English alphabet? Like the letter A, the first code word would be Belasana, apple. The second code word for the letter A would be Tsennet. Tsennet in Navajo means X, something you chop wood with. The third code word for the letter A would be Wilachi. Wilachi in Navajo means ant, A-N-T. Two additional words for each letters of the English alphabet from A to Z. They ran it by the code expert. The code expert said, wonderful, that's what we want, terrific. Yeah, terrific for you. <laughs> but what that means is we have to memorize that many more code words for each letters of the English alphabet. Remember, everything is subject to memory only. Every Friday, there would be a test. They divide the group into two, group A and group B. Well, toward the end of July, 1942, final test, group A and group B. Group A is given a real tough message containing all of those 260 code words just developed and memorized. Sent to group B. Group B wrote it down. They compared the two messages very much alike, with one exception, punctuation marks. Back to the classroom. <laughs> to create code words for punctuation marks. A period, no problem. Dasijin. Dasijin in Navajo means a black dot. Semicolon took a little time to create code word for it, but eventually it was called Dasijin Betet Natel. Dasijin Betet Natel in Navajo means a black dot that lost its tail. <laughs> that would be the code word for semicolon. Question mark. Acha. Acha in Navajo means ears. Question mark looks like an ear. All the punctuations you could think of, code words were developed, memorized. Back to group A and group B. Group B wrote it down. They compared the two messages. By golly, it's very, very much alike. As a matter of fact, it looks like a Xerox copy of the one that was sent. At this juncture, the colonel said, gentlemen, we're finished now. We can test this coat that you just developed in actual battle to see how your memory works under enemy gunfire. So, August 7, 1942, 1st Marine Division landed 
on the beaches of Guadalcanal with 13 Navajo code talkers to test this new code that was just developed. Three weeks after the landing, General Vandegrift, commander of the 1st Marine Division, sent word back to the United States saying, this Navajo code is terrific. The enemy never understood it. We don't understand it either. <laughs> but it works. Send us some more Navajos. So, from that day on, San Diego Marine Corps Base took charge of recruiting Navajos. After August 1942, using the same tactics, come out here and say, hey, you want to join the Marines? You want to shoot the enemy? You want to wear a blue uniform like this? Come join the Marines. Nothing about code. Zero. So we all volunteered to join the Marine and fight. I went in early 1944 at age 15. That's another story. <laughs> but anyway, after Guadalcanal, every landing in the Pacific, Navajo coat was used. After Guadalcanal, Bougainville. After Bougainville, Cape Cluster. After Cape Cluster, New Britain. After New Britain, Tarawa. Macon. Kowajalain. Inuitok. Saipan. Tinian. Guam. Asan Guam. After Guam, the next island, Peleliu. A real bad one. After Peleliu, Iwo Jima, another bad one. After Iwo, Okinawa. After Okinawa, some of us were sent into North China. And what a story you are hearing. It is Peter McDonald, president at Navajo Code Talkers. And this is what World War II did from our great and terrific stories about our Tuskegee Airmen to the women who worked riveting and doing all kinds of things at shipyards across this country. It moved the country along on so many fronts. When we come back, more of the story of the last Navajo code talkers, and that's Peter McDonald we're listening to here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. And we continue with our American stories. 
and Peter McDonald, the president at Navajo Code Talkers Association and a code talker himself who served in the Pacific Theater. And he was just talking about the code talkers and how they hopped from island to island to island, every battle in the Pacific. They were there. Let's pick up where we last left off with Peter McDonald. October 25, 1945. We have separate peace treaty ceremony with those, those Japanese in North China at Tsingtao, China. October 25, 1945. All through these battles, Navajo Code was used. How does it sound? Well, let's go to Iwo Jima. Three Marine Division landed on Iwo Jima, 3rd, 4th, and 5th, February 1945. Each division of the United States Marine Corps have at least 70 Navajo code talkers assigned to each division. Every landing, that's how it was. At least a dozen Navajo code talkers to hit the beach first with the first wave. So you're talking about over 200 Navajo code talkers involved on the island of Iwo. On the south side, of course, there's Matsurabachi. Most people are familiar with that. In the center is the airstrip. On the north side, there's some little hills. Beneath one of those hills, a company marine was pinned down very badly. They were being fired on from three different directions. Mortar shells were being dropped on them. They were hunkering in their foxhole desperately, can't move. The commander of that company scribbled a message, handed to the code talker that was covering the, that particular unit for the front line asked him to send that message to Beach Command Post asking for help. What did the Navajo Code Talkers do? He got the message from the commander of that company, written in English. He then dialed another Navajo Code Talker down at the Beach Command Post and sent that message. By the way, this message I'm going to tell you is the exact message that was sent on Iwo. A copy of this message is the Marine Corps archives in Washington, D.C. Well, the Navajo code talker got the message. He sent it to Navajo code talker at the beach command post. What did he write down? Sheep eyes, nose, sick horse? No. He wrote down, send demolition team to Hill 362B. That was the message. That message, Navajo Code, took 20 seconds. After 20 seconds, the beach command post commander organized a rescue team to save that company of Marines. Tanks with flamethrowers, other heavy units was sent out there. Over 2,000 Navajo messages the first 48 hours on Iwo Jima landing. If you do little math, that means Navajo coat going through the air every minute nonstop for 48 hours. 
we Marines, we always used to say, just name an island, we go get it for you. <laughs> that was our motto. But Major Connor said in his report, no, without Navajo code, Marines would never have taken the island of Iwo Jima. I told you earlier that I joined Marine when I was 15 years old. Around Tisnaus Pass area where I grew up, I have a cousin. He went in in 1943 and was involved in about two landings. When he came home from on furlough, he was wearing that beautiful Marine Corps uniform. <laughs> I said, Tom, how do I get one of those uniforms? <laughs> he said, join the Marines. I said, I want to do that. So he looks at me, he said, how old are you? I said, I'm 15. He said, I can't do that. You gotta be at least 17 to join the Marines. Well, I said, they don't know. <laughs> well, he says, whatever you do, you got to tell them you're 17 years old. So Tom and I, we went to Farmington, New Mexico, to a Marine Corps recruiting office. I asked the recruiter, I said, I want to join the Marines. He looks at me, he says, how old are you? I'm 17. And he said, where's your birth certificate? I told him, I don't have birth certificate. I was born out in the boondocks, no hospital, no paperwork. So he said, well, I can't let you go in unless somebody vouch for you that you're 17 years old. I said, here's my cousin. <laughs> He's United States Marine. So Tom signed the paperwork saying I'm 17 years old. Anyway, he went back to join his unit. That's how I joined United States Marines. War is ugly. War is bad. Yet, even to this day, we send our kids out. Why? Because we love this country? Because we cherish what this country means to us? like freedom and liberty. We don't want our parents and relatives to be subjected to the ugliness of war. That's why we're out there doing this. The code that we developed was so good that upon discharge from the United States Marine, they told us, don't tell anyone what you did, because what you did is still top secret. You wait until the code is declassified. The only thing we were told to say if people continue to ask us what we did in war, just tell them you were radio man, that's all. For 23 years after the war, we couldn't tell anyone. We finally forgot it, lived alone. 
It was not until 1968, 23 years after World War II ended, that the Navajo Code was declassified as a military code. And it was only after 1968 that we were allowed to talk about it. Of course, we're not going to be here very long and tell people like you folks what happened. But we want to build a museum, National Navajo Code Talker Museum, so that when we're all gone, our children, our grandkids, and the future generation can go to that Navajo Code Talker Museum and learn all about who we are as Americans. And that as diverse as we are, when our way of life is threatened, we all come together as one, using the different skills, talents, and languages, whatever it is that we have, we become one. And when we become one, we are invincible. We cannot be defeated. And a beautiful job on the editing by Greg Hengler. And a special thanks to Peter McDonald, who is a Marine and president at Navajo Code Talkers Association. And we will always tell that story, Peter. Always. To find out more about the museum, Google Navajo Code Talkers Museum in Se Bonito, New Mexico. It's spelled T-S-E, Se Bonito. What a story about so much. He says, the Marines used to say, name the island and we'll go get it for you. But of course, without the Navajo Code, the Marines couldn't take Iwo Jima or anything else. Whatever you do, tell them you're 17 years old, his pal said. And what a story that was. Imagine there was a day when 15-year-olds volunteered to join a war when they had to be 17. What a time. A beautiful story about so much about what makes America great. Never been said better on this show than from Peter McDonald, the story of the Navajo Code Talkers, here on Our American Stories. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.